Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, as the matter of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as ye see the day approaching. The assembling of ourselves together is to assemble with the elect of God, not assembling with the apostate church. We are not them. We are the elect of God, and it is the elect of God that we want to assemble with and not the apostate church. Matthew chapter 7, verses 16 through 20. Jesus says, Ye shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit. Neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Wherefore, by their fruits you will know them. Second Peter chapter 2 Start at verse 1. Peter says, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord, denying the scriptures, denying the word of God, that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. They speak evil of the scriptures, such as Matthew 5, 32, where Jesus says, Whosoever marrieth her that is put away, her that is divorced, committeth adultery. So they speak evil of the scriptures. And many shall follow their pernicious ways. Many follow them. By reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words, words they've made up, make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that should after live ungodly, 
and deliver just lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh, in the lust of uncleanness, and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. Whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord, but these as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption, and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they that count it pleasure to riot in the daytime, Spots are they and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you, having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls, and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bosar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity. The dumb ass speaking with a man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promise them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought in bondage. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world, through the knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein and overcome, the latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandments delivered unto them. But it is happened unto them according to the true proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Those are the words of the Apostle Peter 
in 2 Peter chapter 2. This is the book of Jude. It is one chapter in the New Testament Bible. Starting at verse 1. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called, mercy unto you and peace and love be multiplied. Verse 3, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the coming salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. For there are certain men crept in unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation, ungodly men, turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. I will therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believed not, and the angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh, are set forth for an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, did not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not, but which they know naturally as brute beast. In those things they corrupt themselves. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward and perished in the gainsaying of Cori. These are spots in your feast of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead plucked up by the roots, raging waves of the sea foaming out their own 
shame. Wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. And Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with ten thousand of his saints to execute judgment upon all and convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against him, against the word. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. But, beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lust. I have to stop this scripture to say that I once heard Kenneth Copeland mock a scripture. It was Psalm 23, 6. We laughed at his joke about that scripture, but his joke about this scripture stayed with me to this very day. And when I read that scripture, I think of Copeland, not of God. That is one example of being a mocker. The joke draws attention to yourself in the mocking and causes us to forget God. Verse 19 of Jude. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the spirit. But ye, beloved, building up your own selves, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And of some have compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Verse 24, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. That's the book of Jude. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 4 through 8. For it is impossible for those who were once enlightened and have tasted of the heavenly gift and were made partakers of the Holy Ghost and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the world to come, if they shall fall away to renew them again unto repentance, 
seeing they crucify to themselves the Son of God afresh and put him to an open shame. For the earth which drinketh in the rain that cometh upon it and bringeth forth herbs meet for them by whom it is dressed, receiveth blessings from God. But that which beareth thorns and briars is rejected, and nigh unto cursing, whose end is to be burned. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 through 31. For if we sin willfully, after that we have received the knowledge of the truth, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins, but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without mercy under two or three witnesses. Of how much sorer punishment suppose ye shall he be thought worthy, who hath trodden under foot the Son of God, and hath counted the blood of the covenant wherewith he was sanctified an unholy thing, and has done despot unto the Spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, Vengeance belongeth unto me, I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they received not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion, that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believed not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. That's 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 10 through 12. As we wait for the return of Jesus, the Apostle Peter tells us how we are to live on this earth as we wait. Second Peter chapter 3, verses 10 through 14. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, where the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. 
Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him when he returns. Be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. In peace, the only way we're going to be in peace throughout the day is by prayer. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Every time a problem surfaces in our life during the day, during that same day that the problem surfaces, we have to be diligent to turn to God immediately with the problem. Praying unto God, letting our requests be made known unto God, depending on God to help us. That's the only way we're going to remain in peace and be found in peace by Jesus when he returns for the elect of God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding when we do this will keep our minds through Christ Jesus, the word of God. Being without spot and blameless is diligently following that which the Holy Spirit brings to our mind. When Jesus returns to gather the elect of God, first he raises the dead in Christ. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, concerning them who are dead, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent, shall not precede, shall not go before them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God. And the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain on this earth shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. 1 Thessalonians 4 We will all be changed into our new spiritual bodies before we are taken into heaven. We won't have these bodies that we currently have. Paul tells us this in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Start at verse 47. The first man is of the earth earthy. We are born into these physical bodies. That's the first man. The second man is the Lord from heaven. 
As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. Verse 49. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, the image of our parents and relatives, so shall we also bear the image of the heavenly, the image of God, who is a spirit. Jesus, who is now sitting at the right hand of God and is also a spirit, as he was before he came to the earth in the flesh. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Verse 51. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, we shall not all die, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. In the blink of an eye, we will be changed into our new spiritual bodies. That fast. Blink. That is how fast it will happen. After the dead in Christ have been raised, Jesus will send his angels to gather the elect of God, and they will be changed to their new spiritual bodies and be raised to meet Jesus and the resurrected in the air. Matthew 24, verses 29 through 31, Jesus says, Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of the heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, those who didn't follow the Bible, follow Jesus the Word, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. Jesus will then take the elect of God to the new heaven and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. You won't ever have righteousness on this present earth. You can't make this earth better. It is the new heaven and the new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. We, the elect of God, keep ourselves by the word of God. God has prepared a new heaven and a new earth, and he will destroy this present heaven and earth. We will be taken off this earth before it is destroyed. And we will be taken by Jesus to the new heaven 
and new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness and only righteousness. Revelation 21, verses 1 through 5. John was given a vision of the new heaven and the new earth, and he says, starting at verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. Why? Because we won't have these fleshly bodies. We will have new spiritual bodies, which are not subject to death or pain or sorrow. Verse 4, once again. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. Those are scriptures which we should think upon as we wait for the coming of Jesus Christ. And we should do those things that are appropriate to conforming our lives to these scriptures while we wait and be found in peace, which only comes as we connect with God constantly through prayer, taking every problem to God. Thank you for allowing me to speak to you today.